Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to Too Young to Be This Old. I am Ben, one of your hosts, along with my good friend Andy here. Hello. Which also at this point, if you've been listening to us for a while, you've probably heard that uh, at least 18 times now. So thanks for dealing with us. Don't forget <laughs> to share us and let us all, uh, let all your friends know where you can find us at. That website is podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com. Uh, Too Young to Be This Old on Facebook. And at T-Y-T-B-O. T-Y-T-B-T-O. <laughs> okay, T-Y-T-B-T-O. That's what you get when you write an outline way too late in the evening. Um, on Twitter, or just search Too Young to Be This Old on Twitter and to find, find us. us. Yes. So, today it is a, a kind of an empty room today. It's just going to be me and Andy yeah. today. Um, so, and Andy, what have also- you been up to? Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, what have we been up to? Because it's also been a while since we last recorded. Um, it has, because somebody had these job responsibilities and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so uh, since last recording, I had to go to Dallas for work. Um, so I was there um, in the middle of this month, that is April, when we were recording this. Um, so, of 2019. Uh, I was Year there of our for, Lord. Yep, Year of Lord 2019. <laughs> I was there for a few days and uh, a lot of work stuff and uh, got... shitty barbecue. Oh no, no, not shitty barbecue. Didn't get any. If barbecue. it's not, yeah, if it's not, if it's not Carolina barbecue, it's shitty barbecue. We're gonna we're gonna hold off on barbecue cast. That's I, that's not. We're just letting topic. letting people know that it's happening. <laughs> There's it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna be contentious. You know what? Actually, actually. <laughs> When we finish recording this, yes. I'm going to post that and be like, I need everybody to tell me where the best barbecue is, and we're going right. to go try it. So we're going to go try <laughs> barbecue cats. Oh, man. All right. I'm down. Um, and there's a few places in the mountains I want to go try, so we'll do this. We're um, going to bro trip one weekend for oh, barbecue yeah. cats. Yeah, I'm excited for this. But, uh, yeah, so I was in Dallas. Um, it's not my favorite place. Uh, so a lot, a lot of time there, uh, uh, an amount of bourbon uh, was had. Over several nights, uh, so uh, I was pretty exhausted after that. And uh, besides that, jumped right back into working. So that's kind of where I've been since last recording. So that explains why we had the uh, delay on last week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I mean, you guys know me. I've just been playing a lot of video games, and uh, me and my wife recently bought bikes because we want to get in better health. And riding a bicycle was so much easier when you were a child oh, than yeah. it is now. Go, like, I remember riding for like 10 miles before. Like I had a little computer on my bike and it seemed like nothing. And and I think you rode, what, two miles today and you're dying? Yeah, I was dying <laughs> at two miles. It was, it was pretty ridiculous. It's like, nope. So yeah, working on getting back in shape, gonna going to focus on me. Got to give me. So that yeah. that's that's what I've been up to since last recording. Um, I don't think we could record this this topic at a better time. No, and so back in February, because I looked back and I found the text message between us, we talked about how we should both have a podcast. We we should have a podcast about jobs because we both have uh, at this point now worked for startups, um, and we had some pretty interesting uh experiences with that um 
and we were like, let's let's do this. Let's outline that. We talked about it back in February, and uh, then we went on a whole host of other topics and, and kind of never got back to this one. Um, and it just so happened that this week we were like, let's let's do this one. And 20 minutes before we sat down, I was uh, scrolling through Twitter and saw that uh, everybody was posting five jobs, like five jobs they've had. And I was like, what... What, what is going on? Like, why is, why is everybody posting about five different jobs they've had? Um, so I started looking at it, and it's a some kind of Twitter trend that started just to kind of help people when thinking about, like, the stress of your career and what is your career going to be, and can you change careers if you've been in one line for, you know, so long, uh, you know. So it seems like a lot of people decided to share, like, five of their jobs and, you know, sometimes share where they are now, or some of these people are so popular, you kind of know where they are now. Um, so, like, for example, Stephen A. Smith, uh, who's ESPN man, if, uh, if you don't know, he had one where his five jobs were, uh, he was a sanitation work when he was 14, and he lied on his application. Um, his other, another job was putting tar on roofs. Another one was counselor for Salvation Army. He had a loading and unloading 18-wheeler trucks and handling paperwork for insurance claims. Um, so that was a pretty cool one I saw. Um, it also lent itself to a bunch of hilarious ones, um, like Wendy's. Because because if anybody is winning the Twitter <laughs> game, it is Wendy's. I don't know if you looked at this one, Ben, but it's fantastic. So, I no, you can talk all about this because I am on a straight. Up right, yeah, yeah, you're not even opening Twitter, right? Yeah, because yeah. we are we are about to get to Endgame, so I understand. But Wendy's, yeah, you're not even opening Twitter. So Wendy's five jobs were tweeting about Baconator, tweeting about Frosty, counting chicken nugget retweets, rapper, and then tweeting about spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> so. I thought that was pretty hilarious. They had like a bunch of so a bunch of parody ones have come out, but a lot of people have come out with like pretty interesting list of like here are the five jobs I've done, you know, people who are successful now working in all kinds of different fields. Um, so that's 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 why today actually worked out to be the best day to record this. Yep. So we are not jumping on the trend. We we were ahead of the curb by over a month. <laughs> In, indeed. And we will have that screenshot for you guys so that you all <laughs> just, know that we're not lying proof. about this. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> that was not a joke. And of course, I'm trying to stay off social media and my wife is tagging me in posts That's about how far we rid our, rode our bikes today. And you're just like, nope, no social media. No. Nope. Can't on. have can't have somebody commenting endgame spoiler under your uh, your bike riding post. Yeah, exactly. I, it could happen. I would, I would murder somebody. Yeah, that's the thing. Is this, it would have to be? It would somebody be somebody you know? So you'd have to go find them. Dirty and, deeds. Yeah, dirty deeds. Exactly. Um. So we'll get right into the subject here, and we'll quit joking around as much. But just know that <laughs> between me and Andy, our work histories and where we are now are fairly laughable, and oh, uh, you will you will get a good good hint <laughs> of that here as we go. Um. So. Let's just start with our first job. Andy, what was the reason for getting your first job? Oh, I'm going to 
I'm going to recognize my privilege on this one. Uh, the reason for getting my first job was because it was the summer. Uh, it was, yeah, no, sorry. It was really during the school year, right? So the summer before senior year, I was going to go on a trip to Europe. Um, with like a bunch of kids from a bunch of Jesus and stuff. Christ. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like a a month, a month long, or more than a month actually, long trip to Europe. Um, and I got this job in the middle of my junior year because I wanted to buy a really good camera. Um, so that was the reason for getting my first job. And I'm being honest about it, and I recognize. But that is a very privileged place to come from. Um, let me then, let me yeah. let me ask you a question. You sure. said you went to Europe. Yes. I'm assuming you saw the Notre Dame Cathedral. I yeah, I went in it. So I went to uh, Italy. Was that fire? Uh, oh my god! I don't. I don't even know if I'm going to keep that or not. But I might because wow, I needed to get a really good camera, and I also wanted spending money for being in Europe. So that was the reason for my first job. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> glad you can recognize this, that you're checking your privilege there. I, yep, um, check I got I got my license and didn't get a car. Ah. So I finally got my first car. And my mom hands me 20 bucks to get gas and says, use this to get a job because it's all you get. So that was oh, my, I got my first job. Because <laughs> you were like, oh. Shit. I, I need a job so I can have gas money and pay yeah. car insurance. So Ooh. that was why I got my first job. Uh, Mama Warren don't play no games. She don't. She don't play no games. She do. Not. Um. So as since we've answered why you got first job, right. what was that first job for you? Uh, that first job was uh being a busboy at O'Charlie's. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I was a busboy, so got to uh. This explains why every time we go to any restaurant in coming, everyone knows you. Yeah, that's that's true. I've had many restaurant jobs, as we'll find out. But yeah, that's that's a big reason. But yeah, I was a busboy, uh, and I guess back in like you know two thousand seven eight ish, those were still kind of a more regular thing because I think most restaurants kind of got rid of busboys. Um, but it was a job you could get in the restaurant as like a younger kid i could i could only work till 9 30 ever which was pretty hilarious like because i was a minor so i can only ever work till 9 30 but uh you know clean the disgusting tables uh did like prep work in the back all that kind of horrible stuff if you ever had to clean up puke off the bathroom door i'm sorry that was me oh i don't think i ever had to clean up puke thankfully Usually. at the o'charlie's you worked at yeah. You worked at the one incoming. I did. I got food poisoning there, and in the middle of eating my salad <laughs> at that O'Charlie's, I go to get up to the bathroom, and the hostess points at the wrong door. No. It's, she did she point at like the, the utility closet or something? Yes. The one yep. that didn't open. Yep. And as soon as that handle didn't go down, my body said, you tried. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> what, what year was that? Uh, that would have been two thousand. That would have been two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Because oh my god, I, I could have been I, there. Yeah, I had just graduated. Um, oh my god, and that's I was one there. Of, we'll one day do a whole podcast, but that was one of our many misconnections. Miss <laughs> 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 what 
What, what did you like about that first job? Like, oh. what were what were some of the things you enjoyed about it? I don't know how much I enjoyed about cleaning tables. Um, I enjoyed the money. Oh, I do have one funny story. Like, it, working at restaurants and and in general, oh Charlie's, I found this out. Um, like there there was like little to no like training or like here's how things work. Right? It was just kind of like that. That sounds like every job ever. Yeah, I mean, most of the time. Um, but I've had other jobs where there's a whole lot of training involved. But this is kind of like, you'll figure it out, right? Um, and and I didn't, you know, it was my first job ever, so I didn't even really understand how, how pay worked, right? They were just like, we'll pay you. Um, and so I just kept collecting, like, the, the small check that I would get. And I didn't realize that I was part of a tip share as a busboy. <laughs> So I remember one day, this is one of the things I liked a lot. One day I was back in the manager's office. One of the managers was like, Andrew, have you never ever picked up your tips? And I was like, my what? (laughs) And he was like, here. And he handed me this thick, like just chunk of envelopes of tip out for like two different months, for like two full months of work that I just didn't even know was a thing. And I was like, oh man, shit. Now, yes. now you know. Now you yeah. know. Yeah. I was like, now I know. And they were like, yeah, hey, you're supposed to pick this up every night. And I'm like, oh, yeah, nobody told me that. I, I just didn't didn't even know. Um, besides that, I, uh, I, I I made a lot. I made a good bit of friends there, right? Everybody was uh, pretty pretty friendly. And uh, overall, just, just learned that dealing with people, though, was kind of... Uh, horrific so you learn basic how to deal with people at work skills yeah how to deal with people realizing that uh parents don't clean up after their crotch goblins and just that you get treated horrible most of the time working in a restaurant okay did you get a promotion at this job no no i was a i was a busboy the the entire chunk of time it was not a long time i was there i uh i was there for uh part of the school year before the summer um Uh we left we left for europe like right at the end of school probably so it was like probably early june or like late may and we came back fourth of july I remember that because I immediately came back home and wanted to do fireworks and eat steak and drink Coke. Um, But, uh, and then I think I had left that job by the end of senior year summer or uh, yeah, the end of before senior year summer. So like I I was not there long. I, I was like, okay, senior year is going to start and I don't technically need a job during the school year. So I got, I got out. Okay, and um, so just were you just getting out because you didn't like it? Like, what was your reasoning behind leaving in that first job? Yeah, it was like, it was just like, I don't see myself wanting to do this during my last year of high school. When, yeah, being in that place of privilege, my parents were like, focus on your studies, right? And getting into college and all that good stuff. So it was kind of like, you can keep doing this if you want, but if you really don't feel like working um for right now you can just you can just not oh so i was like all right probably gonna gonna take advantage of this very small opportunity i'll have to not work and uh enjoy the rest of that summer 
I I hate you. So. <laughs> There's been no other pauses like that ever again since then. <laughs> yeah, I can I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was me for that first job. Not not incredibly exciting, but it was uh, it's definitely interesting. It was your foot in the door. One thing I definitely learned was that. Um, it comes back and play later is that just, you know, if you leave on a good note, you're gonna, you're gonna end up being happy about it later. If you need that. How about you, Ben? Tell me about what that first job was. Um, for me, my first job was a cart attendant at Gold Creek Golf Course. Oh, what, what, uh, what, what is that? Uh, so what a cart attendant does, if you go to a golf course that has golf carts, they're the person, depending on the course, like at Gold Creek, I would make sure all the carts were clean. We would bring them up from the basement. We would take the carts out to the golfers, load their bags up, um, and like general clean up around the front area. We would take care of the range, uh, which where everybody practices hitting golf balls. We would be the ones driving. That Oh, you drive the cart that everybody tries to hit? Correct. The one we tried and, to hit when we were at Top Golf. All right, got it. Yes. Yeah. Drop <laughs> something like that. And for those of you that that do that, I can see how it's fun on the other side. But let me tell you, when you're in that thing <laughs> and it gets it hit by a golf ball, not. it sounds like a shotgun blast. Oh my god! It is horrifying. And depending Abs- on where you are in Georgia, it, it could be a shotgun blast. It, it so. very well could be. You never, <laughs> you never know. It's true. Um, but it, it, we would do stuff like that. And then, you know, simple mechanic work, changing tires on the cart, filling them up with gas, uh, making sure everything checked out. We would do a lot of that as well. Um, but kind of like what you see, were talking about with you the weren't bus. A, so you weren't a caddy. You were just kind of like, uh, you, you, you did no. other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, there, okay. yeah. Caddy would be super fancy golf courses and that's where right. you carry a golf bag around. And you're telling the person like, "Oh, well, the green slopes this way to the left or right. You need to <laughs> this many." Yeah. yeah, no, that no, not that. But but gotcha. Basically, you're the gopher for the golf course. Um, they call you a card attendant, but you really just whatever they need done, they tell you to do, and you kind of get okay. it done. Right. The the unskilled labor at a golf course. Yeah, yeah. But I can remember starting there. Uh, a friend had gotten me the job there, and through him, I met another friend. That was actually in my wedding. Um, oh, there you go. My first day at the golf course, they showed me what range night is, which is where we would go clean the balls off the range that were mm-hmm. not in the nice, neat areas they're supposed to be. Right. And that turned into the two of them driving golf carts around <laughs> the range picker, throwing golf balls at each other. <laughs> and me in the golf cart. It was it was like that scene in Star Wars where everyone's flying around the Imperial Destroyers and there's <laughs> battles. That was my first day at work, and I'm like, I'm gonna love this job. Oh man. Okay, so I was about to ask you what you liked about this job. So I'm guessing um, so unruly golf cart use. Unruly golf cart the, use. They were the ga- they were gas powered golf carts that you could flip the governor on and oh, they could God. get about thirty five miles an hour. Holy crap. So, unruly golf cart use was great. Uh, free golf was another big perk. We, uh, when I first started there, we got a free meal. Oh, that is a big one. Yeah, we got a free meal from the cafe for every shift worked. Nice. Um, and, and honestly, 
you meet so many interesting people at a golf course. Oh, uh, sure. Just, just so many people from so many different walks of life. And yeah. I would, I would be lying to you. The amount of tips you make as a card attendant is surprisingly ridiculous. Nice. Um, like so I know the job was that gas money then. Uh, yeah. Well, considering like I got paid five twenty five an hour. Right. But on a Saturday, I could easily walk out with a hundred dollars in cash. Nice. So, it was one of those things where since we were getting paid minimum wage, we didn't have to report our tips. Right. Yeah, that was that was the situation I was as a busboy. I'd get that like five twenty five. I think it was exactly the same around there, and then tips. And yeah, that was pretty sweet. But yeah, so it it was a really enjoyable job. I met a lot of people, and um, I, I made a lot of connections there that kind of followed me through. That it kind of really followed me through, um, through my career. Um, I am fortunate enough that at my first job, I did receive my first promotion as well. Oh, tell me about um, that. I got moved in from being a card attendant. I got moved inside to being a pro shop staff Maybe. where I would uh, check the golfers in, sell equipment uh, and everything like that. Uh, right. You know, make, take phone calls to book tee times and stuff like that, um, yes. which... I like to say that's probably the beginning of when I started gaining my my weight back because right, I go from were, being out yeah. I go from being outside running around all the time to now being inside sitting in chairs and stuff like that sitting down and drinking soda and eating snacks. Yep, <laughs> um, but it was always really nice, and um, I was really glad to get moved into the pro shop because I got moved into the pro shop when winter rolled around. There you go. <laughs> uh, so I got to sit inside and watch ESPN on cold, oh my cold God. mornings, oh my waiting God. on the golfers that usually never showed up. That's awesome. So, but uh, I still have people to this day that I'm still in contact with that were either members that played there, or people I worked right. with. So I've got a lot of. I, they may not be the strongest friendships, but there's uh, camaraderie yeah, some, and common yeah, bonds yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. You know? And uh, so, how about when you finally decided to leave that? Was there? Well, I I I didn't decide to leave there. Okay. That 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 uh that decision was made for me. The okay. golf course actually closed. Oh damn! The uh the two owners uh the Thursday before payday. Right. Uh decided they actually took everyone's paychecks. <gasps> no. So we did not get our paychecks for two weeks uh, for our work. Oh we didn't get our paychecks. God. So I'm I'm still owed $436.37. <laughs> and that is the exact number. I was about to say is that actually the exact number? Yeah, that that's the exact number. To this um, day owed. Where was this golf course by the way? Uh, it's on a uh, 136 in Dawsonville. Okay, gotcha. So not very far from where I currently live. Yeah. Um, but it's is it gone now? Like it's. I mean, the land's still there, but it's not a golf course anymore. Um, right. It's it's gone through a lot of things, but it's now been closed for almost twelve years. Oof. So I mean, it's it's been gone for a while. I don't think um, four hundred and thirty six dollars is ever heading your way then. It's probably gonna happen like right before I die or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You'll get a check in the mail. Just yeah. Here you but, go. But I, there was a there was a really nice thing. the The members of the course did uh, take up their member dues for one last month, 
and uh, they split it and divided it amongst uh, the employees. So oh, it wasn't wow, a full really paycheck, cool. but we got something, yeah. which yeah. was was. It, there's good in people in this world, yeah. even though it's not always easy to see. That's it, true. Um, it is. But I was the last one to close that pro shop down. Yeah. And I'll never forget, uh, I handed my key to my boss, and I said, I'm going to go ahead and give you this, and I hope you can hand it back to me tomorrow. <laughs> because they hadn't officially said anything to anybody until I was walking out, like we were unsure what was going on. And uh, I remember walking out and one of my friends had a tea time at like 830. And I was just like, just to let you know, golf course is closed. That's so, uh, that's intense. Yeah. And you were talking about taking a break uh, when you got to take your <laughs> break for school. So yeah. I was actually supposed to go on vacation two weeks after this closed. Okay. So I had the money saved up and I was just like, whatever, I'm going to take these two weeks off, go on vacation, have a great time. Nice. So well, there that's, you go. that's what happened. There, yeah, so we, we, we've discussed our first job. So yes. Andy, I, I definitely think you've had more jobs than me. I've had a lot of jobs. So not, do you want to go, do you want to go chronologically or do you want to go when you made your next switch? Uh, we can go chronological if you want. Okay. At least for my stuff. Cause this one was a weird job and, but I had it for years. So it's okay. It's relevant, so... Um, Go for it. Go for it. So, um, you know, me and my would-be wife got together um, when I was in high school and got the idea that right after uh, she graduated and I graduated, um, which she was a year behind me, um, that we would move That's out. That's cute. So, only a year? Yeah, yeah. Only a year. Yeah. Um, I was... Yeah, I was 09. She was 10. So... Um, anyway, so I was uh, like, I need to make some money. I need to find something to do because we're going to want to get an apartment. And the goal was to move up to Dahlonega, right? So, uh, I got this weird job that my sister also had when, uh, she was working her way through college and it was through this company called live ops. And basically it was inbound telemarketing kind of. So what it was, was you would take calls for people ordering bullshit off of uh, As Seen on TV kind of things. So when you got like your, you know, your QVC or your George Foreman. So you were the number they called. Yeah, yeah, I was the number they called. So it was you work from home, right? And you would set your own hours and get paid. Um, And you get paid based on how much time you were on the phone. Um, Wait, so of, are you saying like if you got on the phone and had a great conversation with somebody, you got paid more? Technically, yeah. Oh, hell, man. What uh, was that job? Where was right. that job when I was growing up, man? <laughs> it was it was cool for a while. So and it led to when I when I mentioned the, you know, you, you get paid when you know, when you're on a call and when it's busy, right? You're making the most money. So this job I had for a while and it it made me quite a good bit of money, you know, that helped us move out get a place um just on on really just my income alone um and and supported us while we were up there uh living in that college apartment life i I did figure out that most people call for uh ordering shit really late at night so this this evolved into me being like well 
I'm only going to work late at night because there's no point in working during the afternoon. Nobody's calling for their new wave oven uh, at 2 in the afternoon, right? So I would usually work But like, 2 a.m. when they're drunk and high oh, as yeah. fuck. Oh, my God. They're ordering that new wave oven. And also, you know what I would take orders for, funny enough, is for Pizza Hut, too. Pizza Hut outsources their calls to this company. So at least back then, a lot of times when you were calling Pizza Hut, it wasn't the store. It was just somebody at home. That's um, awesome. Well, and then what? Do they just call the store? Yeah, oh, it just gets sent electronically. Like I had a program that would just interface with Pizza Hut systems. So you would just, you know. So it was online ordering before online ordering. I mean, online ordering was already a thing. I mean, this was in 2010, so it so was, this was a thing. A, it's just, you were the app before the yeah, app. Yeah, yeah, basically. It was pretty cool, and it also showed me how many people don't know their own damn address, which is fascinating. Um, Do they not the know their address, or are they too high? I was probably just too high or drunk, but just the amount of people that you'd be like, what's your address? And they'd be like, oh, I'm... I'm just down the road over at the intersection by, by 12th and, and Johnson. And I'm like, I, I, I can't use that. Sir, I need numerical numbers. <laughs> I need your physical address. Oh, it's uh, this building. No, 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 no. What's your address? But uh, So that, that was good money on Pizza Hut nights. Like I would work the Wing Wednesdays and Friday nights, and you would get so many calls for Pizza Hut. Um but it, it led to a lot of situations where we were living in Dahlonega and uh, and drinking late at night. And then I'd be like, okay, I can drink till midnight and then I have to go work. Um, so there was a lot of times of stumbling back to our apartment. <laughs> Just <laughs> can barely walk drunk, stumbling up the stairs and getting on and taking some calls <laughs> for like four or five hours, um, which was uh, interesting. But, uh, yeah, that, that job was cool to have during college because you could pick your hours and kind of do your own thing. And it, it made it very easy with classes and, um, you know, weird schedules. So with that job, one, there wasn't really any kind of promotions. It was like more you would get the ability to take calls for more more products. Um, right as like your different metrics and ratings went up so that's why like i eventually got pizza hut and other things and so i worked this a lot of night went to school during the day so sleep happened uh at times uh which is kind of my life and i was very very um uh under under rested and, and lacking sleep and i remember one night apparently um i woke up and uh, started thinking that I was taking a call in my sleep. Because uh, every time you'd get a call, you'd get a script up. And there was one product that I would get the script for a ton. And it's like almost you would end up memorizing these over time. The more and more you'd get these calls, it kind of just were in memory. So apparently I had this one product in mind. And I like kind of halfway sat up in bed, according to Lana, in the middle of the night. And just started acting like I was taking a phone call. And I remember coming to because she was like curled up in the corner of the bed asking me what the hell was wrong with me and who I was talking to. And I was just half asleep. And I told her I have no idea, but I've probably been working too much. <laughs> what was your reason for walking out on that one? Because it sounds like it was a pretty gravy gig. Yeah, it was it was pretty sweet for a while. And um 
eventually uh they started losing contracts kind of left and right for different products i don't really know uh the details of what really happened but it's just like work slowed up so much it stopped being worth the time um and then i just needed to to move on to something else um so it was more of a the uh the money the money stopped stopped flowing like it was okay but it was good i did that from like it was like oh nine to 2011 time hmm. range so good little chunk of time there another misconnection another misconnection yeah that was during the time that we were both uh like a mile or so away from each other living in yep. <laughs> going to the same places <laughs> but uh so I, I don't know how you're gonna go are you gonna go chronological or are you gonna uh Go to a, go to a, another jump in your jobs. Um, I guess I'll go chronologically if you right. are sure. Um, I'm just gonna do this one. I'm gonna breeze through this. Yeah, one some of mine, some of mine are gonna be shorter than others. Yeah, well, this one. So talking about the connections I made at the at Gold Creek, um, it was actually the reason I was able to get my next job. I ended up in working for a a new golf course that had only been open for about a year. I went and worked at Crystal Falls. Oh. Uh, kind of doing the same thing. I had a little bit more responsibility there than I did at Gold Creek as a card attendant because I knew what I was doing, and I was kind of the start of, like, they wanted to pull in the Gold Creek members that didn't have a place to play. So I was that, like, familiar face. <laughs> so, Taking care of that underserved market. Yeah. So that's... Uh, that was my next job, and I worked there a little bit, started working in the pro shop uh, as well. I did have an interesting little gig there for a bit because they had a um, a gatehouse so that they could, you know, open and close to let people know that they were there or not there. Gotcha. Um, and I actually started working, like, 12-hour shifts in the gatehouse on Saturday. Whew. Uh, but I was allowed to, you know, bring like a laptop or stuff like that. So I would sit in there and for like three hours, it'd be crazy. Cause you're constantly letting people in left mm-hmm. and right. But then after that three hours, you've got nothing just, going on and just sitting there watching wow. movies and stuff. Wow. Had a, had a little so. mini fridge and had a microwave. So it was Ooh. all taken care of. Show up. Sweet. Show up and, uh, do that. And then keep going so it was just it was it was it was a fun little time there at crystal yeah. falls it sounds like it and uh actually me leaving crystal falls is a very funny story oh man um so i had gotten a job working or during the time i was working at crystal falls i wasn't making as much in tips there so i had to supplement income a little bit Mm-hmm. So I got a job at the Outlet Mall at Fossil. Ooh, got that side hustle going. Yes. <laughs> so I started working at Fossil. At the legendary Delonica Outlet Mall. I mean Dawsonville. Dawsonville, Dawsonville. Outlet Mall. Oof. Yeah. But I had gotten that job at Fossil. I worked there for like six months. And uh got accused of being lazy. Because That's not I didn't thing I know of you. Yeah. And not when it comes to work anyway. No. <laughs> um 
how how to how to put this? <laughs> I had told them when I started working there I could not work Mondays. All right. Because of the golf course, because that was our big tournament day. So. So naturally, I'd, they started scheduling you Mondays. They scheduled me Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> oh God. And I had told them from the get-go I couldn't work. So when I show up for my shift Tuesday, I had been forewarned by our good friend Matt that they were going to be giving me a write-up. Oh, man. So they hand me the write-up, and I hand them my two-week notes. <laughs> Did you have it ready, like written yes. out for them? Yeah, I had it, oh, I had it typed up and signed and everything. So you were like, thank you for that. Please take this. Yes. Oh man. So, so good. Like a week after that, like I think it was like the next Tuesday. Uh-huh. I'm in the middle of an almost $800 sale of watches. So mm-hmm. let's let's take a moment to to soak Oof. that in. Oof. And That's I get a... told I get told I, there's a phone call for me. And I get on the phone and my assistant manager at the time takes the sale while I'm on the phone, and it is with my <sighs> boss, who apparently the assistant manager, because I was told to straighten the back of the store, uh-huh. and I was doing that, but I wasn't helping. Oh. So this manager had called to pull me off of my sale so she uh-huh. could make her numbers. Wow, that is you shitty. Get, yeah, you get 15-minute breaks at Fossil. And on my 15-minute break, I called the store manager and I explained to her what had just happened. And I said, this is what just happened. I'm doing exactly what you had told me to do. I've been helping. I was in the middle of an $800 sale when she told me to come talk to you. Wouldn't let me finish. She goes, oh. I said, if this is the kind of respect I can expect for the next seven days. Inventory was that weekend. My next shift was supposed to be a 12-hour counting shift for inventory. Oh, boy. And uh, I said, if this is the kind of of respect I can expect for the rest of my time here, mm. I'm leaving. Oh. Was told if I left, I would never get another job at the Alamo. <laughs> so I said, okay, I called my mom. And this is, you know, this is younger Ben. I think I would still do this. I called my mom to be like, yeah. hey, mom, just to let you know, this is what's about to happen. She goes, sounds fine to me. <laughs> Walk in from my 15-minute break, hand in my badge. She wasn't in there, so I didn't get to quit to her. Oh, so the yeah. other person there, he goes, dude, I'm real sorry to do this to you. Here's my badge. I quit. And then I left. Oh. And now I'm like, oh, dude, I've got free days. i got a couple free days now because I wasn't scheduled to work at the golf course because of these 12-hour shifts. Yeah. Let me go to GameStop and pick me up a, a great little game. And I walk into GameStop, and he goes... <laughs> He goes, uh, hey, do you want a job? So, oh, that's amazing. Got a job at GameStop like <laughs> 30, 30 seconds after quitting Fossil. Oh, that's so good. So, oh, wow. That, wow. I, yeah. I didn't know that. I think I knew parts of the Fossil story from just talking yeah. to you before, but the, the fact that you walked out of Fossil into GameStop, um, pretty hilarious that that wow yeah that was uh that was the way it happened <laughs> pretty interesting 
So yeah, definitely. That will that will lead me into my third job. Yeah. Uh, which was GameStop. Yes. And my first official day at GameStop was Call of Duty Black Ops, the first one. Oh man. You're thrown into the fire then. Yes. Oof. What, what what was that like? Were you overwhelmed or uh, no because so so one thing and and I've taken this to all my jobs when it comes to I can handle massive amounts of people with without much issue. Because yeah. at the golf course when you have tournaments, you might have That's 150 true. you had a little bit of uh yeah, you might have 150 people there and like, you know, 15, 20 of them at a time are coming to ask you questions. The only thing that was overwhelming about that, because it was like I was working from six to one to help with the midnight release. But since I hadn't run a register before, literally I was going through because because this was when pre-ordering games at GameStop was like real serious business. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this. I was having to go through the line and be like, have you pre-ordered the game? And if they said yes, you know, all right, cool, stay in line, they'll get you taken care of. If they didn't pre-order the game, I was telling them, we have no extra copies. You're going to have to go somewhere else. So that was my first day. So there's a lot of people that didn't like me after that first day. That's that's pretty awesome, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, Oh, wow. And uh, I really enjoyed GameStop. It was a great place for me to work. Uh, yeah. The I I did quit uh, Crystal Falls after starting at GameStop. No, it was it was it was down the road a bit. But uh, some new owners came into Crystal Falls that did not respect any employee that wasn't the head pro. So I said I'm out. Right. I put in my two weeks notice. Uh, two weeks before I had taken two weeks of vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so I put in a two weeks and then went on vacation oh, to perfect. Phoenix, Arizona and Las Vegas. I had one shift when I came back that I was supposed to go to. My flight yeah. got delayed in Las Vegas. I called a buddy, so I never even worked my last shift. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, came 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 back and uh came back, came back from And we're definitely happy you had a job because you probably just lost money in Vegas. Uh, I did not actually. You didn't. Okay. I, I broke even. I broke Whew. even. But uh, no. There's a strategy. <laughs> don't play at the flamingo. Whatever you do, <laughs> don't play at the flamingo. Good to know. Remember, I still haven't been to Vegas, so oh yeah, my god. Don't play at the flamingo. Vegas um, cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll never forget. I came back from Vegas. I got in an airplane at six thirty in the morning in Vegas. Flew oh. to Atlanta. Which, with the time difference, meant I got into Atlanta at like three or four. I want to say it was three. Oh my! Got God. into Atlanta at three. Got picked up from Marta, and because we were so close on time, mm-hmm. had to have my mom drop me off at GameStop. Oh no! So I got off a plane straight uh, to GameStop. No and, way. Uh, Oh, that's not a thing but, uh, we can do anymore at our age. No, not at anymore. This point, not are, anymore at all. Already too old for that. <laughs> yes. That that reminds me that apparently just rolling back real quick. Apparently, the first day I was back from 
uh, my Europe trip. Um, well, the second day, I guess. I landed on the 4th. Apparently, I had been scheduled to work on the 5th. And um, I slept through most of the 5th. And there was just, like, a voicemail on my phone. Like, hey, you were supposed to come in today. I hope everything's okay. And I was like, uh, I told you guys I wouldn't be available for, like... Ever. Uh, I was like, I told you guys I wouldn't be available till the week after I was back. They were like, oh, we thought you said, like, the very next day. And I was like, no. And I guess they very well could have fired me for no call, no showing, because I didn't know I was scheduled, though, but I wasn't in the country when they even released the schedule. Um, (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, they were just kind of like, well, it's fine, you know, here's your next day. And I was like, all right, I'll see you then. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't imagine... Even even with just the, the three-hour difference, right? Going from <laughs> being in Vegas, yeah, the, getting on a plane, oh my god, and going to work. The, the oh. issue isn't the three-hour difference. It's the fact that I was in Vegas for three days, and I can count on one hand how many hours I slept. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's but I would need multiple hands <laughs> and multiple people to count how many drinks I had. <laughs> oh god, I want to go to Vegas so bad. <laughs> Vegas gas. Oh, but uh, so at GameStop, so at, at GameStop for the longest time was probably my longest tenured job. Um, yeah, working with that company, I would you know started off just as an associate, moved up to being a key holder. Um, until I became uh, no, while I was still a key holder, I also was working at uh, Puma. Oh, right, right. So, I think one thing I want people to get from this, this I mean, and a lot of people that might listen to this yeah, know us and everything, but if, if you're a new listener or if you're an old listener and you're having somebody <laughs> in your life that's having a problem, just know there's always, there's always another option. That's true. And don't be afraid to, like, I had two part-time jobs and I needed full-time money and I couldn't get a full-time job, so I worked two part-time jobs and just made it work. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just just tighten up your bootstraps and go. You can do it. Don't get down on yourself. Just get up and keep going. Oh, um, when I was uh when I was doing that live ops thing, I was also just funny enough working for a company that would be technolo- technologically irrelevant today. Um and that was that really funny company known as Chacha. Do you remember that? Not at all. You would text them your questions um and they would answer like if you were like the equivalent of googling something, but you don't have Google. Uh, like on Siri? your phone. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, I would. That was like my side hustle because I definitely needed more money than what I was making, and I would just uh, get on there and answer people's questions. It was bizarre. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. Go back. You were. Uh, you were side hustling at Puma there with your game stuff. Yep, and worked at Puma for four four years on and or yeah four four straight years. Um, and the only reason I was I was torn between Puma and GameStop. Both of them had opportunities for advancement at literally the same time. Yeah. Um, I was going back and forth between getting promoted to assistant manager at GameStop and becoming a a a, a sales manager at. Puma. Mm -hmm. Puma would have paid more money, but they were so wishy-washy about if I was going to get the promotion, and the GameStop thing was very time-sensitive. So I jumped on it and ended up uh, becoming an assistant manager down at the Exit 14 GameStop, which is where me and you 
finally this put this in our connection. Finally met. Because uh, I worked with Andy's wife at GameStop. Yes. Um. I would. In the good conscience I have now, there's no way I could recommend anybody work at GameStop. <laughs> but it's well, yeah. nothing against the company. It's just the gaming market is changing too much right now. Very much so. It's, it's, it was a great company. It taught me a lot. They gave me a lot of work experience. The only reason I left that job is after three months of having to run a store as an assistant manager without getting promoted or getting help, I had a breaking point and said, either promote me or I'm gone. And if you ever tell your boss or your employer those statements, Make sure you're willing to stand by them. You got to make sure you are willing. Yes, it's so true. So never issue an ultimatum that you're not willing to deal with the consequences. I have seen it so many times where people walk up to their boss and threaten to quit. And as soon as the boss says, fine, you're fired, they break down in tears. Oh, God, it's so true. And don't do that. So I actually had my moment happen in a interview uh, kind of not an exit interview. Sorry, it was a, a review. Sat down and like, all right, we're gonna give you a seventy six, or I think it was like they're gonna give me like a twenty six cent raise. Oh my nice, god! Which was nice, but they weren't gonna promote me. And I said, oh I'm sorry, that's not enough to keep me here. Yeah. You've not brought anybody to help me run the store. It's either give me the store or I'm gone. Didn't get the store, and uh, I I walked two weeks later. Yep. Um, I remember this. It's weird yep. Went on, yeah. Went on a, went on a, another little couple week. Va- I, I'll never forget. Oh yes, I love this. I'll never forget. <laughs> I quit, quit GameStop, and I went and saw my dad. And like my third day at my dad's, I get a phone call from the security company that GameStop has, saying, "Oh, your store's been broken into." And I was like, "I quit three days ago. It's not my problem." Quick. <laughs> <laughs> they called they called Lana too and she was like uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah that was that was a time cuz i remember when you were running that store and they were you were running ragged son yeah cuz i wasn't allowed to get ot so i was having to get very creative with scheduling <laughs> yeah yeah like i would come in and open for like 3 hours and then come hang out with andy Yep. For a couple hours, <laughs> and then go in and close the store just to make sure, oh, just yeah. to make sure that uh, things were okay, oh, that, and that things were handled. Yeah. Um, was, but it is kind of funny though. So I made sure I left GameStop correctly. I went yep. back to Puma. I'd had the possibility of a job opportunity somewhere else, and it ended up not being what I wanted it to be. Yeah. So, reasons you never burn bridges when you leave a job. It's real true. I came back. I was working at Puma and couldn't get quite all the hours I wanted. The Dawsonville GameStop goes, I can't hire you <laughs> as an assistant manager, but I need a third key real bad. And You're I was like... Right back in that game. <laughs> yep. I was like, all right. Just to let you know, as soon as I find another job, I'm gone. If you're okay with that, we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I came back to GameStop for like four months. I actually had to wait until my vacation time got paid out before I could get put back into the system. Oh, that's hilarious. And uh, 
that was my time at GameStop. That was that's that's a saga for you there. Yeah, it it, so, it so was a saga. You you have another one, but I'm gonna let you. Let you, I, I, you need to talk unwind talk. from that one and, yeah. and and not have to talk, and I'll give yeah. you mine because I my next uh, my next little bit is a uh, pretty, pretty uh, interesting. It, a lot of life, a lot of life lessons. But uh, right. so I uh, you know I money dried up with this live ops thing, and I needed something else. So because I was also in school at this point, I we had moved back home. Um, on and I decided that was fun for a while, that whole uh, doing it on our own thing, but we're going to go back home and save money. Um, so, and privilege, once again, my parents had like a huge basement, which is where my room had always been throughout high school when I lived in Georgia. Uh, and I just moved right back into my basement and Lana could come and go whenever, separate entrance. It was like, it was like we had our own apartment in the basement of my parents. House. But with so much privilege. Yeah, so much privilege because uh, no rent, so you know. But uh, so that was going on. So it wasn't. I wasn't in a situation where I had to rush, but I wanted to make money because I like to do things. Um, so uh, I was like, I need to get something going because I need to be making money because eventually I want to move back out. You know, all that fun stuff. So happened to see an ad for a. Uh, delivery driver position for a wing store or a wing restaurant that was opening up in what used to be a checkers. And that is an important part of this whole story. So um, got got called like a day later after I uh, called and left a message that I was interested. Um, got called a day later. Because all they had was like, uh, here, call this number if you're interested outside the building. And I happened Ooh. to call it and uh, the the manager at the time, he was like, yeah, hey, uh, come meet me like tomorrow and uh, let's let's talk. And basically I filled out the application sitting in front of the restaurant with him, handed it to him, and then we had our interview. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he was like, we're just going to do everything all in one. So you're going to – you can fill this out just so I have your info and then uh, – and then we'll we'll talk. And I was oh, okay. And that's kind of how restaurant things work sometimes, anyway. Um, at least a in, lot of times. In, in my experience, yeah, a lot of times. But uh, we chatted. It was really so. This was just a job to be a delivery driver. I want to make sure that is a key point here. All I wanted to be is a delivery driver for this short period of time. And this job turned into uh, a lot more. So got that job. Um very quickly realized we were thrown into a restaurant um, with one owner who had no idea what he was doing in the restaurant business. Um, hmm. He was a construction guy. Right. Uh, he owned a grading company. And uh, his partner was the guy who owned the checkers that was in that location that failed. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, so we get, we get brought in on our first day and realize that this restaurant has not been cleaned since it was a checkers. What's the time frame from checkers to when this is over? Um, there was months, probably, Ooh. probably three to six. Ooh. I'd say, yeah. Ooh. All the old equipment was still there, and this is a franchise. It was a wing zone, right? So, once the franchise, like corporate guys, get in there, they were like, "Oh no." Um. 
and they like hauled off all the old equipment in there, got us all new stuff. But there was still the fact that we were like scrubbing floors and walls for days. And that was character building because some people dropped out day one. Like, I'm not one, gonna lie, uh, you might have dropped out too, yeah. Yep, <laughs> I've been like, nope. Oh, yeah, and it, it was. It was real sketchy there at the beginning where, like, they didn't even have the systems to clock people in. So it was kind of unclear about how people were getting paid. This caused drama later um, where certain people weren't getting, didn't get their paychecks. And just, it was a real rough start um, for that. And it, so there was a lot going on between the owners and the franchise um, corporate portion of it and, uh, weird management at that place. I worked as a delivery driver maybe for maybe for a month. And and then all of a sudden I was an assistant manager. Uh, I kind of learned everything in that restaurant pretty quickly. Right. And they were like, hey, um, you should be an assistant manager. Um, we have a need. Because uh, one of the managers just left in the middle of the night with a deposit, never came back. Uh, kind of situation. Oh wow! Yeah, just just gone. One day he was there, the next day he took that nine hundred dollar deposit and vanished. Noting it was not that much oh money. Oh my god! <laughs> he just gone. So they were like, "Hey, we need an assistant manager. We think you're the most qualified. Do you want to do it? You won't have to drive anymore." And I was like, "Yeah." Because being a delivery driver, besides the fun of getting to drive around um, and not be, you know, in the restaurant cleaning, cooking kind of stuff, it you don't make anything. You you spend so much money on gas, and your car gets all torn up, and people don't tip well, and just occasionally you get some really awesome deliveries, right, where people are great, but a lot of times you're you're dealing with just not 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 great situations overall. Um, so I was happy. Uh, none of my coworkers were happy, which was another uh, lesson in this. And that uh, if you start off as like uh, peers and then all of a sudden become the uh, one of the managers for like uh, a bunch of people who are either your age or much older than you, they're not gonna like you. <laughs> right. They're right. not going to like you. I had, so my first night, my first night closing as an assistant manager, the two cooks were both like in their late thirties, forties, and they weren't having shit for somebody who wasn't even 21 telling them what to do. Um, they, they, they just stopped cleaning and walked out and started smoking. <laughs> like, just kind of kind of left me with the uh with the the whole restaurant to clean and uh that was a that was a long night they 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 came back in like a little bit later and and did some things here and there but they felt like one of them should have been the assistant manager and it was uh contentious there for a bit and uh Besides the challenges of like working with a bunch of people who either you went to school with or who are way older than you, um, I, I then all of a sudden, with, with what seemed like a flash between being assistant manager, 
um, all of a sudden, I get, I remember one day I was just kind of sitting around. It was an off day. I was playing video games. I got a call and it was the owner asking me if I would like to be the general manager of the store. And just, just moving on up. Just like, it was like just another flash. And I was like, I guess, um, it was just kind of like, I didn't even think to say no, uh, it was just like, okay, yeah, I'll make, I'll make money. I'll make good money. This will be great. I was very, very unaware of the, uh, the scam that is getting paid salary and, uh, and working <laughs> way, way more. So, uh, got, you know, became the general manager was put in charge of ordering, scheduling, Let, let's hiring. Let's step back. Yeah, yeah. You said something I want to talk about real quick. Sure. So, salary is fantastic. Yes. When you know you're going to have hours that are in line with what that salary contract is. Exactly. The issue is, because this was something I was unaware of at the time when I was working (laughs) at GameStop wanting to be the store manager. You get on that salary, and there's a lot of times it changes from, Oh, 40 hours a week is a full-time employee with all these benefits to sure. 50 hours a week and then possibly working 60 hours a week, oh, which yeah. if you were hourly, even though you may only be making 10 bucks an hour, you yeah. end up making a lot more than you do on salary sometimes. Oh, definitely. So salary that... can be a double-edged sword. Oh, it's for easier, sure. It's easier from the standpoint you know and you can always bank on what that paycheck's going to be. Yes. But just know you're probably going to put in a lot more work than you intended oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And 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 note that what I was getting paid while it was a joke when it comes to general managers and uh, what, what they make running a restaurant, it was more money than I'd ever made. Um, right, so right. For a moment there, I was like, oh, shit, this is fantastic. Big baller time. Like Cheesecake factory is- money. Uh, yeah, it wasn't Cheesecake Factory money, but oh, it was close. Yet. It was close. Um, it was getting there, but uh, you know, it was it was fun there. Being like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in charge of everything. I had like not even 21 yet. Note, I was like hiring and firing people. Um, Wait a second. I, yeah, you're not even 21 yet, but your previous story when you were younger, you were talking about being drunk and coming back to your apartment. <laughs> Yes. Okay, just is... making sure. Make sure we have a timeline. Go ahead. Yep, yep. Get Continue. your timeline right. <laughs> when we moved to Delonica, I was 18. So, um, I, I just want to make sure that your your yep. timeline's right there. Just make yep, sure my, you know. Well, my... Making sure you know what you said. Oh, I know what I said. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, so yeah, I was not even not even 21. Hiring, firing. Uh. I dealt with uh, with one employee trying to fight one of my assistant managers, which was pretty fun. Uh, that was that was just all kinds of interesting. Dealt with like having to fire people that just didn't think they deserved to be fired when they'd come in and not work their job. Um, that was that was fun. It was. It was an experience. I mean, everything from dealing with the store, them trying to people tried to break into the store at night sometimes when I was there. That was horrifying. Um, and 
having one of my assistant managers arrested while I was working there. Interesting. Uh, another fun uh, thing. Oh, one of my delivery driver's cars got repoed while I was while we were working. Wait, he got his car repoed. <laughs> his car got repoed. It was parked on the side of the building, and they came and repoed it. Wow. In the middle of the shift, and I was like, well, clock out. You can't do anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. your car is gone. Um, I mean, it was... I learned a lot from that job. I mean, I dealt with handling all the books and ordering and and just dealing with a lot more than, than I think I bargained for at 20 years old um, and trying to run that whole restaurant. But it also led to me working like you know, 70, 80 hours in a week and just an ungodly amount of times I would work these things called open to closes, which depending on the day could be from like, you know, getting there at eight, 9 AM to get everything open and going till midnight. Um, and, uh, that was, that was a lot leaving, leaving that place was just, there was, I had a moment, um, besides dealing of with clarity. Owner, yeah. Besides dealing with an owner who like did not respect me and just was kind of, kind of just real rough to work with. Um, I, I remember I got a call from my counselor at school and they were like, Oh, you know, you've only been taking these many classes. I'm still going to school at this time. I'm just taking all my classes online. So they were like, okay, so you took these two classes this semester. Um, we want to talk about the pace you're going because I was taking so few classes that they were like, it's going to take you like another seven years to finish your degree right. if you keep going at this pace. And I was like, wait a second. I'm not – my career path is not restaurant management. That That's not what I was studying. I mean, it was just this isn't the end goal, and I'm putting way too much time – and energy into this uh so i and then going back to the fact of how many hours i was working i sat there and did the math and figured out well i could go work as a server and make just as much money right honestly. right but these hours like i'll make just as much if not really get more for hourly work so it i i put in my two weeks notice got begged to stay um it turned out I was leaving at almost the exact right time. Almost. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I mean, if I had stayed, I could have stayed a little bit longer and been fine. Um, but I probably left at the perfect moment. That that all turned into such a cluster of, like, the next general manager they brought in kind of tanked the place. Like, cleanliness-wise, the franchisee came in and made the owners sell it to another franchisee. Oh, wow. Who came in and took everybody down in the restaurant down to minimum wage, including assistant managers, everybody. You make the same amount. Um, and and eventually, like, the, whole, the place just closed down. It's a, it's a rental car place now. Um, but it just kind of – there was a, a swift downward spiral that happened uh, after I left that. And like we talked about, never leaving somewhere um, on the wrong foot. When I was uh, really, really wanting to get out 
uh, I started thinking about where, where could I go? I guess I could go back to a restaurant or something, you know, like I worked at O'Charlie's at the time, Lana was working at Outback. I remember once I went on a lunch break interview to Outback, um, didn't get a great feel from the interview. I just didn't feel like the manager of the interview liked me too much. Uh-huh. So I kind of figured that I'm not getting that job. Just We just did not click, right? right. I called O'Charlie's and asked to speak to one of the managers. I knew she still worked there. She answered the phone and was like, Andrew, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm doing good. Uh, I was wondering if you guys were hiring. And she goes, for you yeah yeah just just come in <laughs> just come in and we'll talk um she was she wasn't the front of house manager anymore but she was the uh, kitchen manager and she was like you want to be a server what i was like yeah i want to be a server um i just need something else and she was like yeah sure okay let's come in and uh i came in one day and like had had the job offer to start sometime in uh uh i remember it was after thanksgiving like it was like the beginning of december i would be starting so nice. that's where I got a tiny little break. I quit when I left Wing Zone. It was right before Thanksgiving, a little bit before Thanksgiving time. I left. I still had a few checks coming. Um, that was the first time I did Black Friday. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to talk about any of it. That's a that's a whole. Oh man, but I whole mess. I built my first gaming PC. But uh, that was that was fun. So that was a that was a saga. I can go on to one other job if you want before I get to my longer saga, which is the current stuff. So during the time frame of working at uh, GameStop and Puma, um, like I said, I had just gone back to GameStop for cash. Um, it was one of the things where I was like, I really want to find a new job. Um, during this time where I'm looking for a new job. Uh, my stepfather was working at a orthodontic lab in Cumming, and ended up going down there and interviewing. Had a fantastic interview, got a really good feel of it, but to be honest, I was nervous because I had never done anything like that before, so I was really stepping out of my comfort zone. I got the job, got more money than I was making as a third key at GameStop and was suddenly working Monday through Friday, seven to three. Which yeah, it's when you got into that Monday to Friday life. Yeah, that Monday to Friday life, if you've never had it, you've got to experience it once or twice because it's really great. It, it surely is. Um, but I was working a place called Specialty Appliances and it was a fantastic job. Um, I really, really enjoyed it, but it was kind of what you said. Um, I wasn't salary. But there was things that were just starting to happen there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't really want to talk bad about it because it did so much for me. Sure, uh, sure. But uh, it, it just got to the point where when you when you work in an environment where nobody's held accountable and toxicity starts building up. Oh, man, that quickly. That yeah, for sad. me, it was one of those things where I was making, at that time, I was making more money there with pretty solid benefits, only have to work Monday to Friday. So at the time, the pros outweighed the cons, so I just kind of stuck it out, but due to my decrease in morale, I missed more days, I, I, I started, stuff like that. Um, I did get let go from that job, and looking back, you know, I can see that a lot of it, a lot of the blame does have to fall on me, because um, if I was feeling so negative about it, I should have removed myself from the 
situation instead of getting, yeah. getting that on my record. Yeah, um, you, you got stuck in a funk, and, and it happens. Yeah. Um, but it did lead me to something. Um, but, but, but first, before we get there, going back to what I've said, like, if you lose your job, don't get down. But you, I mean, for me, I had to make money. Yeah, because so, at this point, you're you're living on your own. Yeah, it's well, me. With Caitlin, and, but, uh, yeah, well, not, not just living on my own. I'm living on my own with my fiance at the time, and I'm getting yes. married. We put yes. the deposit down for the the venue two days before I got let go. Oh man, I remember this. So, um, I went a couple months because I got let go right after Thanksgiving. So it's really hard to get a job unless it's just for that Black Friday week. When you let, get let go, and for me, I was looking for that 40-hour-a-week job. Um, I was told that I had a good case for unemployment, which ended up being uh, a lie. <laughs> False. <laughs> False. <laughs> and uh, so, you boy went and started working at Walmart. I was and, proud of you. you. stuck it out. You needed something. Yeah, I needed money. Walmart had just bumped up to $11 an hour, which if you didn't know that, Walmart pays $11 an hour. So when that cashier just doesn't care what you have to say when you're yelling, just know he's getting paid $11 an hour to listen to you complain. And I know that because I was that cashier. You lived after, after the stress that I had at uh, Specialty Appliances working at Walmart was such a relief because it was clock in, turn brain off, oh, just keep brain life. off all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't fulfilling to me. I wanted something else. I wanted to get back exactly because I had gained all of this knowledge working in an orthodontic lab, and I wanted to be somewhere sure. I could use that. And lo and behold, um, the person that gave me the interview at Specialty Appliances had actually ended up opening his own orthodontic lab, and ended up needing help, and contacted me and. That is where I am working now, and it has been fantastic. I'll have been there yeah. a year in July. And that's your that's your experience so far with being at a startup is at this place, right? Because you were what number employee? I was, um, I, well, employee number one that stuck. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, there had been some other people hired that made it like a day or two or a week. Right, right. But I am first employee whose last name is not on the building. Right, I was like, yeah, you were the first non-family member, um, yeah. that uh, that was hired. That's that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, and we'll come back to the startup thing we'll, a, a we'll, little bit later. We can, but go, yeah. Go ahead and tell us about your time working sure. for the lifeblood of the South in Coca-Cola. Oh man, so similar. I, you, you hit a chord there. We talked about like not fulfilling. So I was working at O'Charlie's again as a server, making. Making real good money, honestly. I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was real good as a server. Um, I killed it, and I made good tips, and generally did really good. It was, it was one of those situations where you could turn your brain off. So after coming from managing a restaurant and people and and worrying about expenses and all that, it was, God, it was fantastic to just, just, just deal with a very small set of responsibilities. And and go just execute on those. Uh, I also became like the to go person, and then like ran the expo line. So I got to Gordon Ramsay, 
yell out orders and stuff like that. Yes. So that was that was real fun. That was the most fun I had was working the expo line there. I I loved that, and if I could have done that, I might have been there longer. But eventually, it just it got to the point where it just it wasn't fulfilling. It became it became a drag. I started getting into a funk, and I recognized I need to get out. Um, when you start driving up to where you work some days, and you just want to turn around and drive the other direction for hours. Yeah, just it's as when far you know, away. it's when you know it might be time to make a change. Um, right. So I, I realized I need, I need, I need to just I need to do something else. Uh, so that's when I started thinking about well, I'm still in school, so I still gotta gotta keep doing this, but I have all this customer service kind of experience. So let me maybe look for some kind of office job, some kind of customer service role, something I, I wanted to try to not be in retail. I didn't want to do restaurant work. I just wanted something different. So funny enough, I did not know the company I was going to be uh, interviewing for until the day before the interview. Uh, I found the posting for this on Craigslist for a customer service based job in Alpharetta, uh, getting hired through a temp agency. So I called them up, went to a nondescript office, uh, like 40 minutes you away were, from where I live. You were expecting to see just a couch? Black leather? <laughs> Black leather couch. Um, but <laughs> it was like a temp agency. They had me do like a bunch of tests, right, to see if I was quote-unquote qualified. I um, you know, did, did just fine on those. So they were like, okay, uh, we'll contact you. And let you know when the interview for you know this for whatever company, um, and I think they knew what company, but they didn't want to tell me yet. They were like, "We'll let you know when your interview is. Uh, it's going to be in Alpharetta. Da, da, da. We'll send you the details when we get there." So the night before the interview, they sent me an email, being like, "You're interviewing at Coca-Cola, <laughs> and here's a time, here's a building. By the way, if you don't have a suit." don't show up. So at nine o'clock at night, the night before I had to go figure out how to get a suit real quick. Uh, and through a combination of, um, Lana's mom and Walmart and just some stuff I had on hand, I put together a pretty, pretty good interview suit outfit. Um, but I remember freaking out because I had no idea that it was going to be for Coke. Uh, I'd never worked an office job before this, so got that interview, was the first one of my group hired, uh, and what I ended up doing for them was uh, customer service for all the locations that have found machines, essentially. Um, and also so everywhere machines yeah everywhere so it, it was equipment service customer support right uh, so that was that was interesting and when we talked about training where most jobs don't give you any training coke had a two-month training time oh wow two months of like almost every day you would go into the building and you wouldn't go to like your desk and start working and taking calls or entering tickets, kind of stuff like that. No, you would go into a classroom from like your nine to five every day and learn 
all about the stuff you're going to be doing. Get and, learnt on Coke. Oh, you got learnt on Coke. I learned so much about Coca-Cola um, and everything Coke-related. I mean, and, you know, they had to do team building and exercises and scenarios. And, to, and then, like, you finally eventually started taking calls with supervision. Um, they just have a very very defined process and like you're going to follow it or you're going to get out i mean it's kind of kind of the uh the deal but that was a really cool place to work um with it being coke uh the number one question i always got from literally everybody i told i work for coke i'd get the oh do you get free coke and yes yes you do because <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a the freestyle had like just come out there was a freestyle machine in the office. Coke is really cool. I got to learn about working in an office, dealing with office politics, all that kind of fun stuff. Coke was pretty chill, but they had some very specific rules besides dress code and things like that. At Coke, when you walk into that office, you do not bring in any non-Coke products. And that does not just mean simply don't walk in with a Pepsi, obviously. No, no. If you walk in with a non-Dasani water bottle, it was going to get about slapped out your hand. Um, if you uh, if you had Lay's chips, that was a no. You could not have any any yum uh, no yum brand products. Do not no Pizza Hut, no KFC, no Pizza Hut, no, no Taco Bucket Bell, chicken, no Taco Bell, none of that. Don't even think about it. If you came in with any of that, it was so quick between the moment that a supervisor told you to get outside. It was not on the premises. Wow. Very much, very heavy brand loyalty. Um, I know the uh, like the higher up execs wouldn't even go to restaurants that don't serve Coke. Like, I, they wouldn't go to a Charlie's, for example, because they serve Pepsi. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, if they're on a business trip, they would have to call the restaurants if they weren't sure and be like, what sodas do you serve? Uh, before they would go. Because it was just a, there's a whole a whole culture around the brand, and if you but let's here, just be be real honest, if yeah. You're in the lower half of these uh, United States, it's Coke everywhere. Oh, it's true. I mean, although I was in Dallas and at one of the restaurants we were at, everybody made fun of me because the waitress said, uh, "Is Pepsi okay?" And I was about three beers and a bourbon deep uh, when I asked and for Pepsi my Coke. Pepsi was not okay. And I said, I laughed at her and said, <laughs> "No." <laughs> no, no. Oh God, no! Just give me a water. Sorry. <laughs> and it, it, the whole it, table, including the CTO of the company I work for, was just dying laughing. <laughs> um, it, and they were like, it, "Oh, it, he's from Atlanta." Yeah, it's funny to me because you know I'm from Charlotte. You're from uh, you. Well, you're from original what Miami? Yeah. And you've lit. You work for Coke, but it's we always have this discussion every time. I'm more of a Pepsi drinker. I'll deal with Coke. Coke is better with Mexican food. Oh, Pepsi. Coke is fantastic with Mexican food. But I just want to say that Arby's, if you yep. listen to this, <laughs> I want you to bring back Pepsi products. No. Because my taste buds have acquired to a Mountain Dew and a roast beef, and a Meliel and a roast beef ain't cutting it. It's not the same ain't for you. It. <laughs> Literally have to go get me a Mountain Dew, then go to Arby's oh, yeah. and it, get what I yeah. want. Because I just I can't do it, man. It's okay. I mean, before I go to Taco Bell, I go get a Coke at QT. So, 
Oh man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wrong. But I I left Coke because I got another I got the opportunity that I am still at technically now. Um and that was I finished my degree and started looking for a dev job. And uh I'll I'll go into this a little bit if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Uh first off, what was your degree? So funny enough, my degree was not straight development related, even though I became a software developer. Um, it was computer information systems with a concentration in computer forensics. Uh, so it was a lot more around uh, computer and system security and forensics and digging through uh, people's deleted data, stuff like that. Uh, quickly realized those jobs are not easy to get. They usually require tons and tons of years of experience. But I realized that way, way before I already was like, well, I've taken all these development courses and I'm going to be able to get a job as a developer. So I, I had a good idea of what I was going to go after when I, uh, when I graduated. So I very quickly, as soon as I graduated, I was desperate to get out of working in customer service and to get into my field. I just... I was ready to actually apply the things I learned and what I wanted to do. So I started applying like crazy, going to networking events, developer meetups, all that fun stuff. Uh, one of my first developer interviews was at a hookah bar in downtown Atlanta. Interesting. Uh, yep. This is where uh, the guy interviewing me uh, had a had a startup. Um, this one was a uh, social network, a cryptocurrency, a music streaming service, and a crowdfunding platform. All in one. So you could have been a part of Firefest. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but that was a... And also, oh, I can't really pay you much of anything. But this is an opportunity. And how much do you want to invest? Um, so very quickly... <laughs> kind of got got hell out of there um but uh i then stumbled upon a posting on monster.com on a sunday uh for a company that was looking for a junior level developer and i i sent my resume on sunday got an email the same day from the owner of the company and he was like uh what day do you want to come in uh and I went into an interview on a Thursday that week, sat down with the owner of the company, and then sat down with uh, one of the developers at the time, who eventually becomes my manager, um, talked with them for like two plus hours, had a really good feeling, um, got a call on a Friday from like their uh, lead developer who asked me a few questions. And 20 minutes later, uh, the owner of the company was like, hey, we'd like to hire you. And uh, yeah, we'll take that. We'll uh, we'll give you basically what you asked for salary wise. And and then I got started on that uh, on that startup life. And and there you go. Yeah. The the journey of Andy through all his jobs. There's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. It's a lot. So. So since we're both at startups, we'll kind of we'll kind of combine these for for time's sake. Sure. Because there's no reason to go into super details because both of us work in fields where you don't want to get into a lot of details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Um. But 
what are some of the challenges that you see starting off? Oh, so with startups, as far as like you're talking about challenges about like working there or just in general? In general. Because uh, for me, like I'm firsthand seeing the growing pain. Yeah, as, yeah you're seeing it. So happen, and it's, I was. It's, I was in the middle, uh, or in the middle, pretty early, honestly, in in the product we were working on, which I, I can at least talk about that as just a, a cloud-based tax calculation solution. And if I got any more detail, they would put everybody to sleep. Um, but already there, don't worry. Yeah, we we found a niche and we started growing really quickly by the time I got in there. Um, but it's one of those things where a lot of times at startups you have to be a kind of a jack of all trades. So you get hired to be a developer, but you you may do a lot more than just development, right? At the startup, you could be customer service, marketing, you know, uh, just all all other utility operations. Like you kind of get get everybody gets thrown at everything. Because uh, for example, for us, we had seven people, and you know, it, everybody kind of has to chip in on everything. And it can definitely that can definitely be stressful. Um, I think it builds some of like the best bonds that you'll ever have working with people, though, because uh, you kind of all become. There's a you talked about being in environments where nobody was accountable. Um, this I think taught me just like you have to own your shit. You cannot work at a startup if you don't own your shit. Yeah, you definitely have to take responsibility for for your own yeah. actions. You have yeah. to be, like you said, you have to be willing to jump and help wherever you're needed. Just, just anyway. dive in. Yeah. Don't think that just because it wasn't your your problem it's, when you yeah, first it's, started. It it's not in my job description. Become, is not yeah. a, is not an excuse. Not a phrase you hear. It's, nope. You don't use it. <laughs> yep. You're working to make sure every everybody gets, everybody makes it through the day and the company stays on. Yeah, you're just trying to make path. sure lights, lights keep running, right? Yep. That's, yep. that's the goal. Um, and it's, so yeah, it's... it can, and as you're going, I, I kind of have a feeling what you're probably going through with the growing pains. Cause that's, I, I came in right before those. Yeah. And then we hit them and we hit them hard. Yeah. And it was, it was a lot. Yeah. If, um, if, if you're at a startup that hits an area where it can take off, yeah. your, your set of growing pains happen when you suddenly get more customers than you have the capability But you can't just go throw people at the problem. Nope. Because you don't want to bring all these people in and then suddenly the work dry up and then it's like, well, got to get rid of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's interesting to me and, um, my boss now, God bless him, man. (laughs) He, I don't know how he's dealt with some of the stuff he's going through on top of showing up for work and, and keeping things going. It's, it's just un- unbelievable, and I have the utmost respect for him. And I mean, really, anybody that's willing to start something up. Oh, gonna, same, yeah. If, if you're gonna put your mind to running your own business, just be aware there's gonna be times that are great, and there's gonna be times that aren't so great. And a oh, lot there's of gonna times, be times those... that are so rough. But it's it's all about the people, right? Like you talked about, you know, your yeah, you just you know, got the founder yep. is awesome, so he he takes care of his people, right? Yep. And and I think that's one thing you really see in startups is that they care about how are you doing. Yes. Um, even through and, the craziness, I used to get brought into a meeting with like mm-hmm. the owner, and he would just be like, "How are you?" 
tell me about you. How are things going? How are you adjusting? Like just, you know, even a few weeks, then a few months in, six months in. And like regularly he was like, is this still what you want to do? Is there something we can change? You know, like just this constant, like making sure that you're okay because he knows that that's a direct investment in this company continuing to be successful. Um, That was just a, a big piece that I'd never really experienced in other places. Yeah, that's it, literally something um, that that my boss tells had told me when he when I sat down for the interview there yeah. uh, for the second time. He was basically like, "I'm tired of how the corporate world treats everybody like a number. I want people oh, to exactly. feel like this is a home." And I was like, "Yes." Yeah, no, it was it was very much like a, it's like a little family. We you know I. I feel like I joined halfway through, right? And and at first I was a little worried, like, am I gonna am I gonna fit in? Uh, and very quickly, just kind of got brought into the fold of, you know, let's go for lunch, let's go for drinks, let's do this, let's do that. A lot of really fun company activities when it's right. set up because you got just you know head honcho deciding or asking us like, where do you guys want to do the Christmas party this year? Like, all Top that kind of stuff. is always the answer. Top golf was always the answer, and this startup is how I got introduced to Top Golf. Yep. And uh, that was just a, a joyous thing that I still, still very much enjoy. Um, my my startup life lasted uh, a little over a year, um, but we 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 ballooned real fast, and. Uh, and just after the one-year mark, because I started working there in June of 2014, um, and at the end of July of 2015, or end of June, somewhere in July, July area, 2015, we we were acquired, um, and then went back to being part of a big company. So basically, your startup boss, in the words of Real Big Fish. Sold out. <laughs> no, he, yeah, he, I mean, he came over and uh, and continued to work with us for a while, and it was awesome. Nice. Um, he's he's gone back to other things, but it w- it was a really fun time. A lot of the core team is not there anymore. Uh, there's Last like bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, me and me and what used to be my coworker is now me and and my manager and. Uh, kind of whole whole group of other new people that got brought in from other teams because, like you talked about throwing people at a problem when you're at a big company, that they have people to throw at problems. Um, right, right. So that's something you experience, whether good or bad. Um, sometimes you can't just throw people at a problem. Like just throwing bodies at a problem may not solve it. Uh, I think big companies struggle with that sometimes, but sometimes it works. Sometimes uh, it works. A lot of times it doesn't. A lot of times it doesn't. But yeah, I, I definitely had to. Uh, I got I got best of both worlds. I went from working for Coke to now then a tiny seven people, and then becoming part of a just ginormous multinational when we got acquired. Right. It's been a ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a ride. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still, still living I'm, the startup life. I'm still living that life, man. I'm, like you I'll, said, I'll say I'm envious. Those are those are fun times. Yes, those are fun. I times. am. I am super, super happy about it. Um, 
wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. Other than wishing I lived a little closer so I wasn't driving as much. I mean, you know. Or I had a better car so that the drive didn't feel as bad. Yeah, <laughs> either either one of those. Either either one. Either one, either but one. I mean that that that's where at. Um yeah. I know we've mentioned a lot of things about jobs. Um yes, let's just close up our big points that we kinda hope people take from this. Sure. Um uh, I'll, I'll I'll start. You wanna, you wanna start? Yeah, let me let me start. Um first off, no matter how much you hate a job, make sure you put in a two weeks notice. Leave on good yes, terms. Always. Um never burn bridges because you never know when you'll need to cross them again. Um, and I hate that phrase of like, oh, I'm burning this bridge because I don't need this negativity. No, you don't need that negativity mm, in your life. Yeah. But you may need that paycheck. You may need that. That's the thing. Yep. So, <laughs> or you never know, like, even if it's a completely different job, if you burned a bridge at an old job. Oh, yeah. Who knows what coworker may show up at another job that you work oh, at. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, just, just be aware. And then don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone for a job because sometimes you'll learn more about yourself making that jump than you would if you just stayed in your little bubble. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can get comfortable somewhere and and maybe pass up other opportunities and and honestly sometimes it's like it might be what you need to get out of the funk. Yep. Um, yeah, I could have kept working at, you know, all these retail establishments over and over forever because I had a business management degree. Yeah, and you could have, um, you know, you could have continued to make decent money and continue doing that, but... Or I could have taken the yeah. chance and now I work in the orthodontic field and... Yeah. It's amazing and I love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I I think we have a lot of the same takeaways. I'm, I'm real big about not burning bridges. It's something my dad taught me. I watched him leave leave a job, go back to that job, then leave it and then go back to that job. Cause he had such a good relationship with the owners. Like, right. <laughs> like he, he, he showed me that like I firsthand saw the benefits he got from being like, Oh, I want to go try work at this place. Oh no, this place is horrible. And right. uh, would like, I, 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 call his that, old boss from his you, current job. <laughs> yeah, what you just said, though, is another thing, you know, yeah, this sounds very negative, but for <laughs> anybody that's working a job, they hate, Grass is always greener on the other side. Oh, it's true. Even if you go get that dream job, you're going to find something to hate about your, your new job. It's true. Because a job's a job. Work is work. It's not meant to be fun. It's meant to get things accomplished. And you, if you go to work for, to me anyway, if I were to go to work solely based on emotional and mental satisfaction, I would be the most sad human being in the world a lot of times. <laughs> but I have a great time at work. But you know what gets yeah. my ass up to go to work? Dollar, dollar Check. bills. Hey, dog. Paper. As unfortunate as it is, it, it can yeah. definitely be true. I I like agree and disagree. Like to a point there there can yeah. be You've got you've got to have the pro and you gotta have the you gotta have the balance. Right. Yeah. So it can't be you can get paid a lot to deal with a lot. Yeah. It's eventually going to catch up to you. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it'll, like it'll prime example up. for me, like right now, like my, my pro and con list, my con list is I'm in a car for 45 minutes each way to work every oh, day, yeah. which is nothing compared to what some people do. I'm not no. trying to compare. It's just the longest I had driven before this job was 25 yep. minutes. Um, oh man. Yeah. I've always been spoiled with that. Yeah. And uh, you know, there, there's that. 
but then my pros are I look and I'm like, I, I make okay money. I have amazing benefits. And I go to work every day and I don't have to deal with a toxic work environment. It's just go to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most of the time we'll be sitting at work, we'll be doing our jobs and me the, and everybody else. We're sitting there talking about football, which as oh, you guys God. will find out very soon when we do the fantasy football cast, that is an oh, important God. and big part of my life. Oh, it's so important. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> and startups have so much fun stuff. I, I'm i pretty sure you work in like a kind of smaller office where you guys are kind of all pretty close to each other as far as your, your workstations. Um, but at least for us, that's, that's kind of what it was. Like we, at one point when we moved into another office, we're all at card tables, which was hilarious for a period of time, but you, you just have such a good time sometimes like working in, in like close quarters even, uh, can, can be more fun than you'd think. It forces you to get along. Yeah. It forces you to get along and like talk to people more. I, I mean, I remember our, when we moved from our first office to our second office, there were some people who kind of worked in like a few of the guys worked in like the dark corner of the office. Didn't really talk much. Um, and then when we moved into the more open one space kind of, uh, office layout that we had, uh, <laughs> those people suddenly came out of their shell and I was like, where, who, who are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's about the space too sometimes, which is funny. Um, but it, it definitely exposes you to a lot of, uh, a lot of different people, especially at startups. You can get a lot of different backgrounds and you meet a lot of interesting people and, go through a lot of really interesting experiences i think definitely something if you get a chance don't be afraid to take yeah definitely something you'll get a lot out of it's true so well i i think we could probably keep talking but i think yeah we could (laughs) i think we've covered everything so uh thank you all for listening to us you know if you haven't go ahead and Tag us in your five job challenge on Twitter there, uh, if if you're doing that, or hit us up on uh, Facebook. We will be asking you guys to help us come up with more things that you want us to talk about. Um, not that we don't mind coming up with our ideas, but we've noticed that when we've crowdsourced, we get a lot more listens. Yeah. So if there is something that you would like to hear us talk about or something you would like to talk with us about. We are more than open to that idea. I know I am in contact with a few of you regarding those subjects. Um, You can either message me personally on Facebook if you have that or message the page. Um, Either way, it will get to us and we will respond to that. Uh, Just once again, thank all of you for listening to us. What is our count at now, Andy? Our count is at a total of 457 listens. 457 you said yes we are nearing that big old 500 milestone yep yep so help us help us get to that 500 mark yes tell your friends about us tell your friends tell your neighbors tell people in line with you at mcdonald's you know yep whatever you want whatever you gotta do whatever you want to do be like hey i've been listening to this podcast pretty cool right (laughs) but really (laughs) thanks everybody for listening Check us out on Twitter. All the social media stuff is in the show notes as usual. If you can rate us, do that. Thank you to anybody who has across iTunes or anywhere else where you can rate us. It definitely is a big help. And if you can't rate us, just share share the post, share the podcast. 
let your friends know about it, like we said. All right. And regardless of when you're listening to this podcast, whether it be morning, noon, or evening, enjoy the rest of whatever you have left in your day. All right. Bye.